recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Ho, ho, welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. And joining me today is my number one elf, Paul Bromwell. But first... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me on that one, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> my number one elf. <laughs> oh, man. You All son right, of a right, bitch, dude. Right. It's so good to see you. We are having a good time already. We're in the, as you can see, Kurt is in the Christmas spirit. He even said he broke out his Christmas thong today. I did uh, my sexy Christmas thong. It has a couple of jingle bells dangling down the front of it. And uh, we're having a great time, as you can tell already. But seriously, what a great time of the year, Kurt. It's It's, it's got to be my favorite time of the year. And I know you, the family man that you are are pumped about Christmas day and it's starting to look and feel like Christmas, a little bit of snow outside. I was really happy to hear it. See that. Cause my kids are going crazy. They're like that. When's it going to snow? Oh yeah. I'm like usually it snows in February here. <laughs> well, listen, the good news is, is I uh, was able to hook you up. You should have an angle hoodie being delivered to your door any day now. So we'll get you warmed up when you're recording so, the angle show. So it's not here for Christmas. It's uh, you can blame UPS, Amazon, anybody you want, but I guess not Amazon, FedEx, the USPS. Setting, Paul. Yeah, yeah, this is a box of gimmicks. We're not on Amazon yet. But blame all of them. They're behind. Lots of people shipping packages. You know, uh, so, you know, there's a lot going on, Kurt. You know a lot of people- I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, just today, I was pissed off at my manager because I was supposed to receive a check like a week ago. Oh, He's nice. like, it's coming, it's coming. Just, uh, you know, wait a, wait a day or two. Wait a day or two, nothing comes. Wait a day or two, nothing comes. Then finally, I said, listen, you need to reissue me a check. He's like, oh, man, now I got to reissue a check. And I said, don't worry. I'll tear up the other one if it comes. So, you know, I want my money. (laughs) Yeah, this almost sounds like you waiting for the notes for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And they never get here on time for some. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is so good. I'm just uh, kidding, Derek. (laughs) Yeah, you're. Hey, Derek does a phenomenal job, but. We're just busting balls. You can tell we're full of ourselves. We're in the <laughs> holiday mood. But uh, speaking of, of Christmas, and let's talk about what else is exciting around this time right now, specifically this time, and that's the meme machine, Kurt. It's nonstop. You had to say you guys had to turn off uh, certain features of Instagram because you've just been getting hammered. Overloaded. Yes, yes. Too much. Way too much. I mean, I don't know how this thing took on a life. It's its own, but it's ridiculous, man. It's been one one stupid look and and now I'm all over the place. It's your moneymaker. And I sent you the video from the guy from TikTok that was like, listen, you should be celebrating this. This is capturing a face that we all want to make and love. And it was great on the video. And now we're using it for everything. I now have what I'm going to call the meme of the week. And uh, the one that you reposted on Instagram, and it said, the genie looking at me after I asked him for the third blow job, and then it was you. <laughs> Do the face. Come on. 
<laughs> you can't do it with a straight face. <laughs> oh man, what did Giovanna say when you were like reposting that on your Instagram story? Is she like, Kurt, what are you doing? She didn't say anything, which means she was pissed. <laughs> okay, there you go. I, I saw her look at it, and did she just like went by it, just let it go? And I was yeah. like, oh, thank yeah, God. yeah. Um, have you ever found yourself in that situation asking for a third blowjob? I feel like it would be hard to get number two, <laughs> let alone a third. But if you got that Olympic hero power, good for you, pal. I don't have it anymore, Paul. I wish I did. <laughs> you don't have that magic. Oh man, so fun, guys! Uh, keep keep the memes coming, and uh, I think it's great. I'm here for it because you know I want to antagonize Kurt on the show with it. It's just incredible, and and you know what? I'm telling you, the next set of appearances that you're doing. They're going to want that meme expression on your that face. Look, I know, yeah. man. I have to practice it more. Yeah. Yeah. No smirking. It's just that. Yeah. Okay. Our buddy Zoe Lopez literally put printed it out and put it by his refrigerator because he's using it as motivation of your stare at him. If he goes to open that fridge one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. I I'm always loving. love to be able to help people lose weight. <laughs> and now you're doing it in a way you never thought you could. So it's it's the face. Oh, man. We got a lot to cover this week. Let's talk football real quick. Kurt, you're 18 and 12. You went one and one last week. You picked the 49ers over the Cardinals. That was a slam dunk. Brock Purdy throws four touchdowns. The, the freaking 49ers are rolling. They are, uh, man. I said at the beginning of the season they were going to end up in the you did. Uh, NFL, you know, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 NFL version of the Super Bowl. You did. You like <laughs> you said that. <laughs> and then your upset pick of the I am an asshole. Your upset pick of the week. If you pick this friggin' team one more time, you pick the Steelers <laughs> to beat the Colts, the spiraling Steelers. They shit the bed. They lose 30 to 13. Kurt, who are you picking this week? Angle lock, angle upset. Well, I'm going to surprise you with the upset. <clears throat> okay. Dealers over to Bengals. <laughs> what are you doing? What? So what are you just, at this point, just thinking they got to win? Listen, movies? I'm an avid Steeler fan. If I don't yeah. vote for them, if I don't cheer them on, they're definitely going to lose. At least there's some hope if I do this. But you're picking them in a contest that we're kind of doing here. You're, you're literally picking them. <laughs> You just stay away from them. They're failing me miserably. Yeah. Yeah. They've left you out on the cliff, pal. I, seven uh, of my losses have been there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Got... Not a good ratio. All right. So you're going to pick the upset of the Mason Rudolph, potentially maybe Kenny led Steelers. We'll see against. Oh, man. Does it Browning. really matter at this point in time? It doesn't freaking matter. They, as a Steeler fan, I'm kind of on the edge of should they just lose so that the organization makes some decisions? Cause if they win, then it's like, Oh, we're, we're okay. When's the last time the Steelers had a losing season? Well, it was prior to Tomlin. It's been a long time, but you know what? I'm kind of getting sick of it because like, so, but what else, what else, what does that mean? Have no, you won the playoff? You're right. They've been having mediocre seasons. Yeah. So I don't want to get away with it. When he's not yeah. having these extraordinary seasons. Yeah. You're you right. need to go, you need to go further. All right. So that's your upset. Who's your lock? Oh, the Chiefs over the Raiders. That's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Raiders put up 60-some points last week. Uh, oh, but shit, uh, made a mistake. <laughs> and you're picking a division matchup. So, hey, but it's too late, baby. You're going Chiefs. I'm going with Mahomes, baby. Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Where is that game? That game is. I believe it's in 
It's in Kansas City. Kansas it's City, in Kansas yeah. City, and it's Christmas Day, so that ought to be good. Um, all right, man. That's good. That's your lock, and that's your upset. You got Steelers and Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, and uh, and we'll go from there. Kurt, you ready to jump into this week's episode? Ready to dive in head first, man. Oh, wow. I've heard you say that before, but it had to do with something out of Appleby's bathroom. All right. Let's jump into our topic today. <laughs> it's the end of 2004. Okay. Armageddon's the pay-per-view. We talked about Armageddon 2000, uh, but we're spinning it forward a couple years here. We're back to Armageddon. The story dates back for this one, Kurt, to April when Big Show killed you. And I'm saying literally. He choke slams you off a ledge as you were the SmackDown general manager. We watched that. Remember that? Yes, yes. Kurt, before I continue on with the story, thank you guys for bearing with me. We're a little off kilter, as you can see. We're a little giggly. Kurt, we were nominated for Best Sports Wrestling Podcast of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking, right? That's a joke, right? No, no. Pick yourself up off the floor. <laughs> you're fucking with me <laughs> i am not and i, I want to pause right here to say guys if you are fans which i know you are you wouldn't be listening our youtube comment everyone that i watch and see and follows us first of all we appreciate you we do Thank you we, we wouldn't be doing the show without you and our fan base and seeing the growth that we've had and our listeners i would love we would love kurt would love if you would do your olympic hero a solid and, and vote for the podcast, man. We really do work hard, and we do have a good time. But at the end of the day, we're hoping we're putting some smiles on faces and bringing back some cool memories. Isn't that right, Kurt? You're exactly right, Paul. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. So if, uh, if you feel so moved to help recognize us and vote for us, man, it would be great. It would be great for our show. Uh, Kurt could actually, if he remembered when he does all these appearances and interviews, when he talks about the Kurt Angle pod, he could say, you know, best yeah. sport we got, you know, best sports podcast of the year. And he could do it with a straight face. That Not just cool. nominated, but picked. Yes. Yeah, we want to win it, Kurt. We want to win it, man. So I'm always in it to win everything, Paul. That's always. right. That's right. He's a competitor. So if you guys could head out, we'll put a link down in the description on YouTube. You can follow us on social media. Kurt's reposted it. It's on our Angle Show uh, social media accounts as well. And I, and I put some comments out there today, but uh, vote for us. It would really mean a lot. And we really appreciate your support in that way. All right, let's go back. Big show killed you. Choke slammed you awful ledge. You were the SmackDown GM show after that spot, Kurt, then take some time off for knee surgery and you don't return until you're back in the ring, taking on Eddie Guerrero in a lumberjack match. Kurt, listen, we've seen Big Show recently wrestle for AEW just a few weeks ago in a street fight. How shocked were you to see this? You know what? The the pounding that man's body has taken over the last 25 years Insane. is unreal. I can't believe it. a man of his size that right. can continue to wrestle well into his 50s, and he's still doing it. That That's just unbelievable. And it, I think you said it. volumes for Big Show. It really does. The man of his size, the weight that he's had to carry on his joints, yeah. talk about ankles, knees, back, the whole nine yard surgeries that he's had to have over time. And still here he comes uh, at the top of the ramp and he's going to get involved in a match. Uh, and he did it with a, a, a lot of athleticism. If you think about some of his matches back in the day for a big oh, man, he could move. Athlete. You're right. He, yeah, he did so play pretty, college basketball though. He played for yeah. Wichita State. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Kurt, you're working with Big Show at this point in your career for five years into his time with WWE. Uh, was he excited to be back? Yeah, yeah. He actually came back looking in much better condition, much better shape. Um, he wasn't as heavy as he used to be. Uh, he probably lost about 40 or 50 pounds. He was ready to go, man, and he looked good. Well, listen, it's at Survivor Series, Kurt. You're three-on-one taking on Big Show, Eddie Guerrero, and John Cena. That's a hell of a lineup, man, when you talk about Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about, well, at that point in time, those are three top baby faces in the company, Big yeah. Show and uh, Cena and uh, Eddie Guerrero. So, yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. And you uh, you get bounced around with Cena hitting the FU, Eddie with the frog splash, and Show getting the pin. They're just treating you like trash. Team Angle really didn't help or come through here, did they? Team Angle was useless. <laughs> right. You know what? Uh, but, you know, it was crazy because I felt like the butt of a joke, just like my meme. You know, here yeah. I am getting bounced around by three of the top baby fixes in the company, and then I get pinned and no help from Team Angle. <laughs> Didn't we just kind of talk about this was happening to you in 2000? Like, weren't we saying <laughs> that last week? <laughs> yeah. they, had to they had to have a talk with Pat well, Patterson. Remember, the business goes in cycles. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. So, Kurt, coming out of Survivor Series, you launched the Kurt Angle Invitational. Every week, a hometown star can get in the ring with you because you're here to prove that no one can beat you. But if they do, they're going to win your gold medal. So who comes up with this idea? The writers came up with it. And the reason why they did that is they, they, they wanted me to stay healthy. I was a little banged up, and they wanted to give me a little time off. And also, um, they wanted me to uh, get more heat. Okay, yes. because when I'm wrestling these guys and I'm beating them up, you know, the, it's it's like, you know, I'm celebrating my Olympic win after I just beat this kid, unknown name. And, yeah. and it, it gave me heat. Every time I won these matches, the fans would boo. And, uh, you know, if, if they would have ever won, I think the fans would have went crazy if one of these guys would have beaten me. Yeah, especially since they're a hometown, right? Everybody wants to get behind the hometown kid. Especially yeah, you know when what, whether he was from that hometown or not, they would say he was from there. So they just make it up. He was right. from New York and we were in Philly. It was a, hey, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. And then they would announce his name. Dipshit yeah. McGee. And Kurt would be like, <laughs> all right, I can't wait to wrestle dipshit. Uh, but listen, some of these guys were enhancement guys. Did, were you all at all concerned? Because again, you're like you said, you're coming back from being beaten up, uh, you know, yeah. quite a bit. Were you worried about working with enhancement guys? Too much no yet? no and uh, the reason why is because they, they take a look at these guys earlier in the day they get them in the ring they have them loosen up uh work on some technique and they watch them work with another uh, you know there's usually like five extras that we bring in and two of them will wrestle each other and and then i'll pick the one that i oh okay have the match with so um it, it's pretty much uh screened so they they make sure that whoever i'm facing is relatively safe there you go. Your first opponent, Kurt, is Dean Visk. Yep, I know. You know exactly who I'm talking about. No, not at all. He's a man from Pittsburgh, but of course, you won't find his picture on the on Permani Brothers uh, mural. But of course, you finish him in like two minutes. It's reported that you're doing these, as you said, because your body needs some just simple, quick matches. Um, and you said it. Your body was still in recovery mode. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, they were trying to ease me in when I came back. I just came back from my neck injury. Um, by the way, I just want to tell you that big show stunt we did. 
Yeah. I was no part of that stuff. My brother Eric did it for me. I, I think I told you that before, Paul, but you did, so but no, that's a good that. reminder. Yeah. Nah. But, uh, there's also an incident on the SmackDown hash house show here, November 20th between Renee Dupree and Bob Holly, where Holly supposedly beat the shit out of Renee Dupree. Oh, he did. He did. Were you there for this? What did you hear Listen, about it? It wasn't just an ass kicking. Okay. Renee Dupree was in the ring. Okay. And, and Bob waited till Renee got done, but he went out to the ring with a chair, got in the ring and started pounding the shit out of Renee with a chair. And Renee's blocking it, the chair shots and he gets out of the ring and Bob chases him backstage. He gets back there, whacks him a few oh more times. God. It was like, holy crap, man, what is going on? Why'd he do that? Yeah. And what happened was, the reason why Renee Dupree got his ass handed to him by Bob Holly, especially with a chair, is because Renee borrowed Bob Holly's car the day before to go to the gym. And he parked it illegally, got a ticket, and supposedly threw it away without Bob knowing. So it's a rental car that's under Bob Holly's name. And then when the rental company got the ticket, they sent it to Bob. And Bob was like, What the frick? You know, and, and then he did his homework and found out that the gym was on the same street that the ticket was in, uh, that they gave the ticket to Renee. So Bob, Bob put two and two together and said, this son of a bitch tore up the ticket. Didn't give it to me and didn't pay it. Nothing. Just tore it up. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's that's what that, that's what Bob Holly assumed. Well, still and, to go out there with a night. Yeah. But but but. You know, I think anybody's going to deny that at that point in time. But, you know, Bob just, he he was pissed. He was really pissed. Okay. And I get all that, right? So that's wrong. Terrible. Shouldn't have done that. But then there's uh, in the middle of a wrestling show, grab a chair and go out there and beat the holy hell out of somebody over it. That's I pretty. believe it. That's like, we were like, Why is Bob doing a running right now? Why is Bob beating the shit out of Renee Dupree with a chair right now? <laughs> it was ridiculous. Why is Bob continuing to beat the shit out of him backstage? <laughs> Uh, someone please restrain Bob. Maybe that guy, he had uh, welts on his head from the chair shots. Oh I felt God. really badly for Renee, man. But so, who had the most heat backstage after that, Renee or Bob? Uh, Renee, because everybody was fearful of Bob. <laughs> Bob, they were Bob like, we love badass. you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you know what? Lesson learned nobody F with Bob Holly. No, no, listen, Bob was a badass, man. You know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I remember when I broke his arm. And oh yeah, I was like, were, oh shit! You man. were buying dinner for that I guy. You were at the hospital crying over him. Beat, you were beat me up or get in a fight with me. I mean, not that I can't handle my own, but I, I I'm, you know, why would I want to mess with Bob Holly? He's a badass. I remember when we went over that. You were like at the hospital. Can I do yeah. anything for you? <laughs> yeah, Can I, went I everywhere do with him? And it I totally makes sense. The airport in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll feed you breakfast, whatever you want, Bob. Please just don't beat me. <laughs> Spoon feed him too. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the next week in your invitational, you've armed security for a promo. Now it's not because of Bob Holly. Where did that whole idea come from to say, hey, now we're going to wrap security around you? The writers. It was a heat magnet to have security for my gold medal. And yeah. for me, it was awesome. I love that. I embellished it. I thought it was awesome. So I, I kind of like amped it up a bit, but I was really excited about this because I knew it would draw a lot of heat. Well, and it makes it feel super important, you know, it is. And, and, you know, it's, I've had my gold medal since I started. Did I ever have security before that? So no. all of a sudden I have security and now I'm an asshole. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 perfect. It worked out well. Santa baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using code ANGLE for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. And by the way, Manscaped products make the perfect Christmas gift. Paul doesn't know this yet, but he has a performance package 5.0 alternate on the way to his house this Christmas season from his Olympic hero. Have you ever seen this guy's facial hair? My God, I can't imagine what his nutsack looks like. <laughs> it's more like a gift for his wife. While I'm at it, I might as well send him the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. His nasty nose hairs are always getting in the way of his microphone. <laughs> so listen, be a good buddy to your friends this holiday season and fill their stockings with Manscaped products. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code ANGLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code ANGLE. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And it's uh, now we move on to the Thanksgiving edition of SmackDown. So that means it's a food fight because, God, who doesn't want to see a food fight uh, for a Thanksgiving edition? Did you enjoy these segments? I guess it, it depends who was involved in the food fight. Was there a gravy bowl match in the food fight? I don't know. <laughs> Did you enjoy that shit? You know what? I, I didn't get involved with much of the food fights. I wasn't into throwing food at people. But um, <laughs> it, you know what? It, it was like a staple in the company. They did it yeah. every freaking year. And they continue to do it to this day. Have you ever been in a food fight outside of the WWE? One time in high school. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. A lot of kids got suspended. Not but me. you didn't? No. Oh, I didn't throw Goody any. Goody two-shoes. Goody two-shoes. They didn't hurt. see me throw any. Right, right. Well, listen, you're limited with your neck uh, on house shows, managing Mark Jindrak and Luther Reigns. So uh, what did you think of your time there spending with Mark and Luther? You have a good time with those guys? You know what? I, I, I liked them a lot. Um, they had, um, they had stuff to work on. Okay? Yeah. Luther wasn't the greatest in the ring. He, he really needed to work on his technique and some ring psychology and Mark Jindrak, he needed to work on his promo skills. And, and the problem with both of them is they didn't work on it. They didn't practice extra. They didn't go, come in early and work on it. Uh, so they very, they improved very little. From the from when we started till when we broke up, which is which is only about six or seven months, I believe. But it, it was a relatively quick uh a faction. It sounds like combined they could have been a pretty good wrestler, you know. One had oh, some promo. You, put them yeah. together, you had the baddest wrestler <laughs> in the world. Mark Jindrak <laughs> could work like a son of a gun in the ring. Right. Luther Reigns could cut a promo like no other. 
Yeah. No, yeah. You, you oh. basically had the rock again. That's what you had. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. Uh, so there you go. So Kurt said, Hey, they should have worked on, on, on some of the other stuff and, uh, just didn't work out. But the next week at SmackDown, you know, I'm looking forward to this on the invitational, you get the win in less than a minute. Then you call out joy Giovanni because <laughs> of the food fight the last week and you invite her to dinner, but she already has plans with the big show. Kurt, tell me about Joy and why she was involved in this storyline. Well, I think that Joy was supposed to be Big Show's girl. And, is the, is uh, your office door shut? Just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just, Hashtag check the door. Okay. Testing one, two, babe. babe. <laughs> <laughs> so Joy was uh, supposed to be Big Show's girl. And I the reason she was in that program was because of Big Show and I. And uh, Vince always wanted me to be that stalker pervert. So th this was just another example of Vince <laughs> making really did. something I didn't want to do. And uh, so we did some funny stuff, though, with Joy. I mean, oh, I, don't know I remember. Ever saw when I was in the shower or she was. We watched shower. it together, Kurt. Taking it was one of my clothes off. <laughs> yeah. 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 You had the little green uh, undies on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were some, uh, some good shit there. Uh, but, uh, big show comes out for the save and yeah, I mean, this has got to be far down on your list of stories or programs during your time. Yes, it is. It's, yes, it it's is. not it's right up the there. Very bottom. Okay. So as far as the bestiality and then this one, they <laughs> might be neck and neck. It sounds like they're both tied. Yeah. Right. Uh, on the go home for Armageddon, big show comes out and you power powder out and put Mark Jindrak in your spot. Jindrak comes out and street clothes gets destroyed until you help Kurt and it turns into you hitting show with a chair for a disqualification. Jindrak and show together. That wasn't that great, was it? Well, you know, Mark was in street clothes, uh, and uh, I'm not gonna, you know, give him any excuses, but it wasn't the best wrestling match in the world. Those guys were much capable of doing better. But uh, for some reason, I, I don't know if uh, Mark had the uh, dress shoes on. What I remember, he was really slipping around, so he really wasn't able to keep his footing. But uh, other than that, I, you know, it just wasn't a great performance. Let's talk a little bit about the advocate. That's right, Paul Heyman, the uh, the right hand man now, the tribal chief. Because at this point in his career, Paul is removed as a writer from SmackDown. So uh, when did you hear that, and what did you think of that news at the time? I heard the day that he got let go, and um, I was really. I was a little upset, a little surprised. Um, Paul was really creative, and he he did an incredible job with with uh, writing for SmackDown. I mean, he he did storylines that were pretty cool, but the, the cool thing about it was he made SmackDown a wrestling show. Yes, and we had so many good athletes on that show, and we we weren't the storyline show. The Raw was SmackDown was more of a wrestling show, but the stuff that Paul Heyman added into it made it really intriguing. And, um, it was just sad to see Paul go. Yeah. The wise man, uh, he he's, he's definitely back and doing his thing now. And they're, I think a, a lot of what they're doing with the bloodline can be attributed to him. Were you worried Kurt at the time about who would replace him? Because you, you like the wrestling. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. I, I love Paul. Um, no, no. I knew that they would find a good replacement and, and they did, you know, there was a kid named Dave Lagana and, uh, yep. He got the opportunity. I believe Brian Gewurz was still the head writer for Raw. Dave Lagana started writing for SmackDown. He was the lead writer. 
and he did a pretty good job. So he wasn't Paul Heyman by any means, but he did a good job. Did you ever witness any issues between Heyman and Vince at this point? Uh, you know what? I was going to the meetings. I think I told you that a couple yeah. months ago. Um, you know what? Every once in a while, Vince would have to, you know, yell at him, put him <laughs> in his place. Down, Cause right. Paul would get all excited. And Vince was like, shut the hell up, Paul. <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was one of those things. Vince always treated him like a redheaded stepchild. I'm, I just, you know, he, he just had this way about him that he just felt Paul was annoying and Paul was just being him, you know, and yeah. he, he was real creative. So Vince liked a lot of stuff he said and some stuff he didn't like. How about, uh, Paul with, uh, Brian Gewertz, uh, you know, you can't get a better I, duo. They, they listen, Paul was more of a, um, you know, serious kind of, uh, uh, program you know but brian was more comedy yeah that's not the only difference between the two brian was more of a comedy writer and paul was more of a serious you know program writer but brian was a tremendous wrestling fan and knows how to build right you know storylines too so i'm sure yes, those two did. yes he did he did a fantastic job uh Heyman and stephanie at this point what was their they, relationship they, they always got along i never from saw what you them. saw yeah <laughs> yeah yeah from what i saw i I, I honestly, I think they got along extremely well. Okay. Did you on, enjoy working on SmackDown with Paul? It sounds like you were a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Paul. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't love what he did back in 1996 with the crucifix, but oh, I know that. That, hey, I love him all day long. <laughs> yeah. Was it a tough transition going into a pay-per-view? Because now here we are big build-up shows heading into a pay-per-view and now all of a sudden paul's gone and you guys are all used to him and his style was that kind of a unique transition there going right into a pay-per-view yeah yeah it was a little unique um but but dave lagana was was there for a while so he had already been there we, yeah, yeah we were familiar with him so it wasn't that bad like to to an extent that it was like guys we're we don't know what to do we're lost it, you yeah know, dave lagana picked up the pieces and kept going well, listen, uh, Kurt, sadly, Armageddon takes place and a lot of fans compare it to a WCW pay-per-view at the end, a dead crowd, 4,500 fans in suburban Atlanta, far cry from where you, uh, debuted with the company, right? This is different. It, it was a shit turnout and it was a shit show. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. My match was too. Yeah. We're going to get there, but first you're booked to take on Santa Claus, Kurt. You take on Santa Claus. Uh, let, let me read what Dave Meltzer said. Kurt versus Santa. Kurt, really? he did a review on this match. Oh, hell yeah. I think this was he. This is the one he gave five stars to. We found <laughs> it. Kurt Angle beat Santa Claus in 25 seconds with an ankle lock after an ankle slam. Angle was this, uh, Santa, I'm sorry, was this week's hometown invitational. He wasn't really from Atlanta. Yeah, he's from the North Pole, dingbat. I'm kidding. But it was brought up that Angle actually won his gold medal in Atlanta. Angle was great here. And it's just so sad he's not taking time off to heal and rehab so he can at least try to be the wrestler he once was. Oh, he's getting serious here. He gave this speech about how his daughter worships Santa Claus instead of a real hero like himself. The only negative is that Santa's wig came off immediately as they're fighting. I, <laughs> I figured for sure Santa would show up again in the main event to save JBL. This is Dave Meltzer. <laughs> so, 
would your body ha really had needed time off to work on itself and you were being used here for no reason? I mean, this is what he's saying here. Okay, Paul, um, I will tell you this. I came back too early every time that I came back after a neck injury. I always rushed back. But this time, um, I took five months off and uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to extend it another pay-per-view but Vince wanted me to be on this pay-per-view for some reason, I, I, as I recall. And um, no, no, no. Actually, Vince didn't want me to be, be on this pay-per-view. Uh, that was a that was a different different pay-per-view, different time. Um, but um, I I'm the one that wanted to be on the pay-per-view. And and like I said before, I was I, I came back too early. Uh, every time I came back from a neck injury, and this was no different. I I still wasn't. The reason why I wasn't ready is because I couldn't get in the ring and train before I uh, started on the show. In other words, I went from being cold, just injured to resting yeah. the next day. So there was no in between like a buildup where I could train and get ready. So it was like, here I'm, I'm injured and then I'm working the next day. It was just crazy. There, the, there wasn't no performance center where they'd have you travel to Orlando and, and yes. get all the reps. They, they would have had me back. there for a month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's similar to, I'm sure what they did with Randy before he just came back and, and, uh, you know, a, did you, did you, by the way, did you see AJ styles make his return smackdown? Oh my he, golly. Um, boy, they, these guys are looking really <sighs> strong lately. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> and it's, and they're saying it's all the chicken snacks. <laughs> it's their chicken snacks, dude. They're, I mean, no, but AJ, hey, you know what? I know they have a wellness policy, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they are taking any type of steroids, but it just looks like, wow, uh, these guys are, you know, Randy looked incredible. Yeah. He, he's got to be, be way all of two, 275 that he claims he weighs now. That That's what they said. There's his listing. And yeah. if he is 275, man, he, he is jacked. I mean, that that, yeah. that kid looked, I it's, saw him in the background with AJ. There was a shot of him showing his side profile of him. And Randy was in the back with all these abs and just jacked. And I was like, wow, these two guys are like the poster boys for <laughs> do not take steroids. Oh, that's going to be the sound bite this week, uh, you dummy. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I don't think they are. No. I don't think they are. I, they I have really a huge bump. They're they, not. They're staying clean. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just incredible. I don't think I've ever seen AJ Styles' body look like that. No, no. Said. But you know what? He never dieted before. So that mm. could be the issue. Um, uh, I know that for sure. I also know that he he would he would train weights, but he didn't lift really heavy. So he could have changed his whole routine. And yeah, and that, that could have helped him. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Uh, all right. So here we go. Now that you've kicked Santa Claus ass in 25 seconds, we're on to the handicap match between yourself. Listen to this stellar lineup, man. Listen, last week we could talk Armageddon 2000. It's nothing but hall of famers. This week we talk about this match. It's you Luther Jindrak, and, and, and of course the big show who we love. This is like a huge contrast four years later, like you said, of, of who we're wrestling here, pal. All right. Can, can I tell you how this all transpired? Please. Okay. Vince McMahon wanted the match to be a handicap match. Jindrak and Reigns versus Big Show. And I was like, what the hell? It's a pay-per-view. I want to get paid. So Vince has said, Vince said, you know what? Okay, you're in the match too. Now it's a three-on-one. 
So, oh. so Vince basically had Big Show annihilate the three of us, and he did it to teach me a lesson because I wasn't even supposed to be in the match, and and it was only supposed to be Jim Jack and uh, and Reigns. But yeah. I added myself in the match, and Vince said, "Well, screw you too. You're going to get beat too." You're getting so your. It was beat. like it was like my dad saying, "Listen, son, you fucked up. Deal with it." You know. Well, at the end of the day, at least you got a payday, but yes, and they did. got to say Kurt Angle was on the show, so maybe a few more pay per view buys. <laughs> but still, well, let me tell you what happened in this match. Here we go. Big Show beat Kurt Angle and Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak in nine minutes and fifty five seconds. Big Show kissed Joy Giovanni backstage before the match. And let me tell you, I watched the clip, Kurt, before we got on here. And, and that was a kiss. There was tongue involved. It was a, <laughs> there was some tonsil hockey happening there. Uh, Angle did almost nothing, which meant it was Reigns and Gingerack versus Show. So you're in the corner, finger up your ass. I don't know what yeah. you're doing in this match. Yeah, I pretty much didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, that meant no. I mean, I think you must have wasted all your energy on Santa Claus. That meant no heat and nobody cared. Big Show's gassed. Angle finally tagged in and took a bump from a headbutt. He used an angle slam, an angle lock, but Show kicked him off. He finished off Jindrak with an F5. Very strange. Match was a lot worse than it looked on paper. Dave Meltzer gave it a half star. Uh, it, it, it was horrible. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, how excited are you that we went back and relived this match? This you know what? There, there was a couple botched spots too. It yeah. was like, Oh my God, can this get any worse? So it was, it wasn't good. So, so you're done this match, Vince, as you called him dad, or we'll call him daddy said, <laughs> I'll teach you. I'll teach you. If you want to be a part of a pay-per-view. Yeah. Daddy Mac taught you a lesson. Do you remember coming to the back? Was there any conversation like, great job or man that sucked ass do you remember any of that nothing which means vince was pissed when he says oh. absolutely nothing that means it was a shit job yeah so I, I think it's safe to say this was a, just a total disappointment all the way around yep yep pretty much yeah okay okay all right there you go uh ginger i can read my career okay when people ask me if i ever had a bad match i always say no but now remembering this yes i did yeah, us shoving this in your face and asking you to do a show about it. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, so you already told us why Jindrak and Rain just never got anywhere because they just did not work on themselves the way they should have. Yeah, yeah. Jindrak needed some promo work and Luther Reigns needed some in-ring work, and neither one of them really spent the time, the extra time to do it. Well, guys, the rest of the show would feature Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio retaining the tag team titles over Rene Dupree and Kenzo Suzuki. Do you have any memories of Kenzo Suzuki? Any stories for of him? <laughs> no, no, I don't, man. But okay. what a good kid, man. He, um, yeah. I, I, this is what I was told. They understand English, but sometimes they pretend not to. Yeah, so that that's smart. If, if the, there's a spot in the match they don't want to do, then they won't, you know, understand. <laughs> so, right. But but I heard him and Funaki were a little, little guilty of that. But I sure. love both of them. They were great kids. Yeah. Well, the Bashams defeated Bob Holly and Charlie Haas. The Bashams, listen, they were really well regarded in Jim Cornette's o OVW. How, how do they not succeed better? I don't know. I don't know. They had a great look. Um, you know, they, they both looked like each other and, you know, they looked like twins and they were yeah. both incredible workers. I, I really thought if they had a manager, 
those guys would have been like five, ten time world champions. They they were that good. Wow. John Cena retains the US title in a street fight over Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm just uh, I, yeah, I know it's Jesus. I'm having fun. But I the whole John know. the whole John Cena getting stabbed angle. Talk about that. <laughs> that was quite a story. <laughs> you talk about typecasting. <laughs> Oh my You got a goodness. rapper and you got a Chicano and there's a knife involved. <laughs> Good old early WWE stuff. What man. the hell's going on here? It's just it's 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 stereotype storyline. And the show featured Funaki defeating Spike Dudley. Are you guys listening to this card? This <laughs> this card is Armageddon in a little under 10 minutes to win the cruiserweight title. Anything on Funaki or Spike? Uh, uh, you know what? I love Spike. Uh, he was fearless. He took a beating, that guy. He, he always took a beating. You know what? He he never complained about it. He would always come back for more. I mean, th that kid was uh, a sucker for abuse. He really was. Yeah. Nah, he was, uh, man, I, I enjoyed watching him in, in ECW before. He would end up in the crowd just being tossed around like a rag doll. Oh, my God. But I know. A guy that could take a beating, and it would be Bam Bam Bigelow just throwing him into the fourth row. <laughs> so... Uh, so there you go. The main event would see JBL win a four way over undertaker, Eddie Guerrero and Booker T almost 30 minutes. JBL has top level heel heat, man. You, uh, what did you think about him in this role? Oh, I loved him. He he was doing that JR gimmick from Texas, from, uh, whatever from Dallas. Was. Yeah. The Dallas yeah, TV was, show. I loved him. He was so good at it. He got serious heat. The, the guy was a top heel in the business. I mean, there were times when I was, it all depended on who had the world title, if I did or if he did, but man, he was so good at what he did. I, I absolutely loved his character. I thought it was awesome. Well, and two, it's because it mirrored who he was in real yep. life, yep. closely aligned with it. Yeah. Cause he liked to stick it to people and he liked to insult people. <laughs> <laughs> and it was him. <laughs> and you know what? That was Bradshaw, man. That's why I well, love him. When you're Kurt, when you're second or third uh, on the card as a heel, and looking up that guys like JBL and Booker T, does does it feel like an ego hit kind of thing for you at this point, or no? Because like I said before, you know, whenever I'm holding the world title or I'm wrestling for the world title as a heel, I become the top heel. And when JBL is wrestling for the world title, uh, he becomes the top heel. It just depends on where you are in the card. It's uh, it's just how it is in the business. Uh, do you remember or have any memories of uh, anything fondly about this time in this era here? We're not in 2000 anymore. Now we're in 04. Anything uh, come to mind that you enjoyed or? No, no. You know what? At this point in time, I was having a lot less fun because I was getting yeah. injured so much. You know, my 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 favorite time in the WWE was my first two years, and yeah. then things started getting rough, and I started getting injured. Painkiller problem came in. And, uh, you know, it was just really, really hard. I mean, I was struggling for the next four years. I'm sure too, this period, if you think about it, because of all the, the painkillers and everything that you're taking, it probably seems like a haze in the memory bank. As Sometimes, you, you know, I, I remember this and that, you know, but there are sure. some little pieces that I don't remember. Yeah. But, uh, I try to forget about all that yeah. stuff. And, uh, I'm telling you, man, I, I was in bad shape at this particular time. Yeah. I mean, you think about alcohol and, and painkillers and all that type of stuff, man. There's probably a lot of nights you just don't remember or want to remember. Um, and when you're talking about that long ago, so no, and, no and doubt my, about my it. worst time was when I was with the honor society with Luke Reigns and Mark Jindrak. Oh, yeah. 
That well, was when I, I was, that's when I was really crushing the killer painkillers and, and getting injured quite a bit. So we, uh, we have a few questions here, Kurt, that uh, we want to get to from some of our listeners, Instagram, a wrestling historian, whose idea was the honor society and why did the stable break up prematurely? Thanks in advance. Okay. I'll tell you this for three months, Luther, Mark, and I were all teamed together. Nobody told us what our name was. I didn't even know it was the honor society until three months into the program. I was like, who made that up? They said, Vince. I said, what, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does it have to do with honors? Like, well, why is it an honor society? And uh, it just didn't make sense. It's like Vince just said, you know what? I'm in the mood to call it the honor society today. Let's, let's name it that. And honestly, I, there wasn't a lot of thought behind it. Who, uh, we have another question from Keith Langley. How did it feel to put Santa Claus in the ankle lock? You jerk. No, he didn't say oh, that. I did to make Santa Claus squeal. Yeah. He has got me a present in the last 15 years, Paul. Oh, I'm sure you've got nothing but cold because of the ankle lock. <laughs> have, let, let me ask you while we're here. Did you ask for anything for Christmas or are you way past every that? year? Morning? I do every year. Do you? Yeah. What did you ask I, for, for this year? I asked for a pair of wrestling shoes. <laughs> Oh, because you're doing a lot. Of, I see you doing a lot of stuff yeah, with Clarion guys. Personal training, yes. What yeah, about your Clarion kid named John Myers? Yeah, uh, he, he's a blue chipper, man. He's gonna be. He's really good. Uh, so uh, they have me training with him once a week, and uh, I enjoy doing it. I love it. So you're asking for wrestling shoes. What about a drum kit? Has that arrived yet? No, no. I put that off until we get the basement finished. Uh, the okay. basement's taking a little bit of time because. We got in this house, a lot of shit started going south. A um, lot, lot of things were uh, getting getting broken. And you told like, me you had to have the, the roof windows were like yeah. um, uh, damaged. And it, it was just like all this, the floor needed uh, a re, um, re stained and painted, and, and then the walls. And then, and then we, had, uh, uh, we had to get a whole complete door for the front door because it, it was glass. You could see through it. We wanted to make a big black door so nobody could see in our house. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There were just so many to. things we were doing to the house. And then we had the deck. We had to redo the deck. And then the roof. We had to redo the roof. So the, the basement came like uh, was like on the back burner. <laughs> so if you're listening and want to get Kurt something for Christmas, Home Depot gift card, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure it's like $20,000, too. <laughs> Nick Lenz wants to know whose idea was it to shave Big Show bald? Do you remember Vince, anything about that conversation? Vince, Vince of course. And, and I'm not sure why, but I will tell you this. Big Show looked a lot better bald. I, I really a lot like of guys that do. Yeah. It was a, it was a good pick. Vince, Vince was right. He looked better. He looked hey, more well, intimidating, everything. Yeah. Kurt and I are here for the bald guys. So Yes, we are. We back up the bald guys. Brad Stanton says, who should, what should, uh, what should Santa's finisher be? Uh, the Santa Claus clutch, the Santa Claus clutch. Oh my God. What is that? that Belly in your back. Yeah. Not the PP, Hmm. the belly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Matt M says, Kurt, uh, any interesting stories from airport security that you want to share? No, you know what? I didn't have any like run-ins with air, airport security. Uh, things have been pretty, pretty cool with that. Um, 
No, no drugs or anything like that. Uh, no guns. No. Uh, so there aren't any stories to tell you. I'm sorry, Paul. That's going to be a big disappointment for you. Yeah. No. All good, man. Hey, listen, uh, this has been a, a fun show, an interesting show. Kurt's it's, it's a show that Kurt would love to put in the rear view mirror. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just hope there aren't a lot of clickbaits on this show. Well, you were, yeah, well, I think there will be. Okay. Uh, uh, but you know what? It'll be different than the meme machine. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That might be good, but I I'm starting to like the meme machine. (laughs) Okay. As you should, as I've been telling you, you should, I know you have, you have, I know, I know I'm embrace it, embrace it. It's awesome. Listen, buddy, next week, we're going to close the year out. You and I are going to stay here actually right now. We're going to record another yeah, ask AKA? her anything. AKS. Yes. All right. Yeah. That's where we pull back the covers and really get deep with Kurt Angle and ask her in anything. I can't wait. I cannot wait. We're going to get deep under the covers. Is that what you're we saying? We are. We're going to get deep under the covers. It's going to be exciting. I'm telling you what. And uh, so make sure you check us out the New Year's Eve edition as we wrap up the year. What an amazing year it has been for the Kurt Angle show. I mean, just think about some of the guests that we've had on, Kurt. It was a little bit slower at the beginning and then it went like gangbusters. Yeah. Yeah. We started picking up a bunch of guests and then it kind of died off and then we started picking up more. So that kind of goes in cycles too, Paul. Yeah, obviously. And so we're going to have to come back strong in 2024 with some great guests. And and I know we want to, and we're going to work hard on it guys. Listen, we've talked about the meme machine. You can find it at boxofgimmicks.com. All the merch, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, stickers for your laptop computer uh whatever you want that face that face is everywhere and we want it to be everywhere on you we want you to walk whether you're going to the gym and you need it staring back at you as you are pumping hard you want that face people know who that face is they don't even have to be a wrestling fan kurt angle's face is a money-making machine it is the meme machine and we love it and uh kurt my mom would love you oh yeah because I have a face only a mother can love. Yeah, that's well. Now it's the entire social media community. TikTok loves your face. Uh, what used to be called Twitter, X, loves your face. Okay. Uh, Instagram loves your face. And it's not just the smile. It's the dumb face that looks like you're lost. That's the face we love. But uh, we're going to do Ask Her at Anything. So throw in your questions. Actually, it doesn't matter. I think we have all the questions because we're recording right after this. Uh, so check it out. AKA is coming your way on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, remember, guys, check out all Kurt's past top impact moments. Yes, impact. And I guess we can start saying TNA moments. Uh, but there's they're actually launching a brand new app, Kurt, and uh, TNA Plus. So we'll find out more information about that. I, I think we've had uh, someone, uh, Sean Berkey, has reached out about that. And I think he got squared away. Uh, no thanks to you, but we got that all fixed and, uh, all settled. Uh, we also want to make sure you're aware that if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, you need to be advertising on the show. That's just been nominated. Easy for me to say for best sports wrestling podcast of the year. I'm telling you, you want to advertise with angle. Why wouldn't you? We've just been nominated for that award. Right. If you want to listen manscape has reached out they love kurt's ads 
For those that listen to ad free, you don't know what you're missing. He's talking about this season, his candy cane, his licorice stick, and everything else, his jingle bells. It's been great cutting those ads. We want to cut ads like that for you. Are they inappropriate? Sometimes. Is that okay with us? Hell yeah. So go to advertisewithangle.com right now and find out more how you can advertise on the show. They're a lot more interesting than what he's about to push or he just says, buy my chicken snacks. So <laughs> we will have a good time. Kurt, I love you. Check it out. Advertisewithangle.com. All merch is found at Box of Gimmicks. That's where you want to go to Gimmicks. Box of Gimmicks. And you can find all the great stuff over there. Uh, the Mean Machine Collection. Also, you can follow us on social. X at real Kurt angle at Paulie be well, uh, the angle pod. We are growing big time right now uh, on uh, YouTube. Continue it. I see so many of your YouTube comments. They call me uh, Paul wall. Have you heard of Paul Walker? I had to Google the guy. That's how out of touch and out of tune I am. But, uh, you know, you'll have to Google them on your phone when we're done. Uh, there's people that call me that it's better than asshole. Okay. That's all (laughs) I know. Right. So we'll go with that. Uh, so check it out. Kurt, let's let's wrap it up with some Smart Snacks Crispy Protein Bites and all that good stuff. This is it right here. This is your opportunity to get the greatest tasting snack on the planet. Yes. That's right. Smart Snacks Crispy Protein Bites. Go to physicallyfit.com. There are four different flavors. One of them in particular is Cinnamon Swirl, and you're going to love it. Tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh. And it's actually healthy for you. High protein, low carbohydrate. So go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. You can use the code ANGLEPOD20 and get 20% off. Or you can uh, sign on as a lifetime member on the website, get 20% off forever. It's up to you. Make your choice and order these. The cinnamon swirl, can I literally mix it in a bowl with some milk and eat it like yes, cinnamon? Yeah, you can eat it like cereal. It's freaking awesome, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I know how and you, you love it. You know what? Milk. It's high protein, man. A low carbohydrate. Very little sugar in it. Two grams. Yeah. I see you looking at me, trying to give me a signal like, Bromwell, you need to get your get on this shit. Look, look at you. You look like a slob over there. <laughs> I, I can feel it. Talk about Project One Nutrition cookies and cream, Kurt. I, I see that being promoted, and you have just left. The Sorry, headphones Paul. are off. Oh, wow. There goes the protein, and there it is. Here we go. Yeah. Project One Nutrition. Kurt Angle's Cookies and Cream Protein. It's whey protein, 25 grams of protein per serving, only 2 grams of carbs. It's high protein, low carbohydrate. It's the best tasting protein you're going to taste. It's it, it, it's incredible. It's called Cookies and Cream Ice Cream or <laughs> Ice Cream Protein. <laughs> cookies yes. and Cream Ice Cream. We, we might make a protein that way too. I maybe I love it. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to break out the Hershey syrup, dude. <laughs> and that's high protein too. Yeah, right. Project well, non nutrition protein. Order it at physically or geez, Project One Nutrition.com. Yeah. I got too many websites, Paul. Project <laughs> One Nutrition.com. That's where you order it. It's also in select GNC stores, and it will be in all GN stores. By the middle of 2024, the reason why it's taken so long is because we had to get approval to get it into the GNCs. But it's now in like 48 countries, so it's easily uh, it's more easily accessible now. But you can get it on the website, projectonenutrition.com. You, uh, I think this is more entertaining than what Armageddon 2004 that we actually talked about. <laughs> Me talking in circles. 
Yeah, it's great. KurtAnglebrand.com. I'll say the website now so you don't have to say it. Yes. KurtAnglebrand.com. That's where you're going to go to the website. You're going to see a beautiful picture of Kurt Angle in a singlet. And uh, he sells a lot of stuff there, too. Yes, Kurt, selling stuff doesn't make sense. Then you haven't been listening to the show. On that website, he's selling cowboy hats, milk cartons, cameo videos, which, by the way, are a home run. You can also get birthday cards. You can also get T-shirts. You can also get autographed pictures. Kurt, what can I get there? The whole ball of wax. And let me tell you this, man. You could get... All of these are very affordable. You're going to love it. Just go to um, KurtAnglebrand.com and order yours. Get the whole ball of wax. And I just want to tell you this. Uh, I know I'm talking in circles, but I want to tell you this. I've had, gosh, probably 75 orders of the T-shirts from, from Pro Wrestling Tees on my website just this month. 75 T-shirts I sold. It's incredible. You know what? Thank you all for the, for buying them. Uh, the t-shirts are really cool looking. I have a bunch of different designs and I, I'm very grateful that you guys love them. I really appreciate it. And we can't, and, 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 and how do we make that on the current angle show merchandise? Okay. <laughs> I sold hey, 75 t-shirts. the meme one to be better. So box of gimmicks. I think they're going to see some uh, orders coming in. Thanks for continuing to make Kurt rich. I will be over here <laughs> and not Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. No, I'm happy for you. And, uh, it sounds like Kurt needs every single son he needs with the house over there. And, uh, and let's just hope that the piano doesn't fall through the second floor, uh, just like <laughs> it did in the movie in the eighties with, uh, uh, anyway, I don't even know Shelly long and, and Tom Hanks. Anyway, no Kurt, this pit. was a no money pit. That's right. Kurt, this has been an absolute blast. I cannot wait next week. We're coming back with AKA. Ask Kurt anything. We're going to wrap up the year. Listen, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We hope you enjoy some time with your family and friends and uh, maybe just some downtime. Some of you may be on vacation uh, during the week of, between Christmas and New Year's and not having to listen to any jackass bosses. I know that's me. I'm one of them. Uh, and um, yeah, just enjoy it, man. Have fun. Enjoy the moments with your family. Right, Kurt? That's what you do now. You enjoy all those moments. I and so, uh, my family we, we appreciate family now, Paul, Yes, you are. We, we finally got you converted and, uh, we appreciate all of you and we hope you have enjoy your Christmas on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you back here next week on new year's Eve with the Kurt Angle show. Merry Christmas, everyone. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.